0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dream Leapers Inspiration. I'm your host, Harriet Cole, and as always, it is my joy and delight to connect with you in this way. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I hope that you have had an inspiring few days since we've been together, that you look for that inspiration every day, at least there's a moment when you are aware and you go oh that inspires me or oh i need to be inspired let me open my eyes and look and see where the inspiration is i say that because inspiration is really everywhere even in the darkest of moments there's something that can inspire us when everything seems to be going perfectly there's something that could inspire us to the next level. Inspiration is right before us, and it's up to us to notice it, to capture it, to cultivate it, to nourish it. Because when we do, it makes us lighter. Literally, we can feel lighter inside of our bodies because we're buoyed by inspiration. And I truly believe that inspiration comes with our connection to God, to that God's spirit that lives within us, that connects us to other people, that helps us to recognize joy when it's right in front of us and sometimes we don't see it. So hello to everyone. Hello to inspiration. Today, as often, I'm thinking about my mother, Doris Cole. She is 90 years young, as she likes to say. In my family, there have always been so many elders who have been vibrant. And so we have come through tradition to proudly say our ages and add young to it rather than old. So she is 90 years young. And there are many things that I share through Dreamleapers Inspiration, through all of my work. That are truisms from my mother, and I've shared this one that we're going to talk about now on any number of occasions. But today I wanted it to be our focus, and the focus is keep good company. And this is something that my mother, my grandmother Carrie, for whom my daughter is named, and my father Harry, for whom I'm named, they all talked about this in one way or another, you need to pay attention to who is in your close surroundings. Who do you pick up the phone and call? Who do you text? They didn't talk about texting, that's new. Who do you spend time with? Who are you choosing to include in your fold? And are you making conscious choices about this? I just think this is so important and it's important for us to rigorously look at the company that we keep. Now, that could seem strange in this moment, given most of us are not physically keeping company with anybody, other than the people who live with us, if we in fact live with other people. Every now and then, people are gathering more and more, safely, hopefully at a distance, That social distancing, that really it's physical distancing to help to keep us safe during these times. But engagement happens in lots of different ways, like what we're doing right now. How often have you used up a tremendous amount of time engaging someone or something, some topic that really didn't serve you well? Think about that. Just think about the past few days if as an example think about the weekend how did you spend your time this past weekend what did you do when you got up with whom did you communicate what did you watch what did you listen to what did you read answer those questions what kept you company over the weekend and some of us had to do work over the weekend. Who were we engaging with doing that work? Just go through, scroll through your memory of how you spent your weekend and with whom and with what you engaged. As you go through and you scroll through all those different things, I also want you to think what was worth it and what wasn't? What fed your spirit and what didn't? What helped you to feel lighter and buoyed and inspired, and what didn't. Now, what could you have chosen to do differently? Think about that. Think about what call you didn't have to make, what text you didn't need to send, what back and forth engagement with someone was unnecessary, what, here's a good one. What communication did you have that was really talking about people, like gossiping or discussing something negative that was unnecessary? Did you do that? If you tell the truth, most of us do that occasionally. Even the most well-meaning of us have moments when we fall into that juicy place where we talk about folk. Did you do that? And if you did remember that moment, and would you say that was keeping good company? Probably not. How many of you have a pattern of communicating with someone that really isn't satisfying? Where maybe it's your neighbor, maybe it's someone you have worked with, maybe it's a family member who's constantly complaining, who's negative or needy. Lonely, desperate, and while it is important to be a lifeline sometimes for others, you have to make sure you don't sink as you are being that lifeline. So think about it. Did you keep good company this weekend? Did you? How much of that time did you keep company with yourself? Do you think of yourself as good company? Do you think when you're alone, oh my gosh, I have to call somebody, I have to be with somebody, I have to reach out because I can't be by myself. Do you ever feel like that? See, when you feel like that, that's when you should pause. Because you should find yourself as good company. You should consider yourself to be good company. And if you don't, you need to get right with yourself. What is it inside of you that you don't like? What do you need to course correct about your own thoughts, words, and deeds to make yourself more likable to you? Something to think about, huh? Instead of noticing what's wrong with other people, I talk about this, wrestle that finger around, face yourself and ask yourself, what is my role in this? What is my role in my well-being? What is my role in being and becoming good company for myself and for others? What do I need to let go of that isn't serving me or the people in my sphere? We can all shed something. What would be good for you to shed to make yourself good company? Aren't these good questions? They're questions that we can, we can probe into our self-identity and if you, if you think about it like this, if you were gonna introduce someone to you, what would you say? How would you describe yourself? What would your attributes be? And do you think that one of your attributes would be that you're good company? That you would feel certain that if you introduced yourself to someone that it would be a good introduction because the way you would engage with whoever it is would be valuable. Do you think that about yourself? It's a good question. I think it's a question that's uncomfortable for us to answer, by the way, to be critical of ourselves, not overly critical, picking yourself apart, but to be objectively critical about yourself and say, what are my attributes? What am I good at? What is a value about me that I would like to offer to others? These are really important questions to help you get right with yourself and help you be in alignment with what you believe and want to be true about you. So that's being good company, like becoming good company. And then, when you think about the people who surround you, I really want you to take a critical eye at them. You're not saying anything to anybody. This is an internal conversation. But think about the people with whom you spend the most time, with whom you engage the most. Are those relationships healthy? Are they valuable? You know, I often talk about, I think it's super important for you to surround yourself with people who will tell you the truth, the way that you can receive it. See, a lot of times, when people will tell you the truth, but depending upon their demeanor, you may or may not be able to receive it. If you are feeling very tender, and one of your confidants is brusque, is sharp, and you speak to that person in a tender moment, and you get a brusque reaction, you're gonna you're gonna bristle. You're not gonna be able to hear and receive what that person is offering. So you have to understand what does good company mean for you in a particular moment? When you're tender, what kind of person can you engage and be able to hear and feel comforted and supported in the way that you need? That's the person you reach out to in that moment. When you're feeling bright and strong and and not so vulnerable, then that confidant who's a bit brusque, maybe no problem. It's not, gonna, it's not gonna puncture you, whatever the comment might be, because you feel strong. Then if you value that person's input, that's the time to engage that person. Do you see what I'm getting at? You have to be aware of who you are of what your needs are, of how you best engage others. And then look at the universe of others in your world. Who are the people to engage at what time? You know, I, I heard someone say, the way that we use technology sometimes can really, we know this, it can really get the best of us if we aren't careful. So have you ever been like this? You're feeling bored, you're feeling lonely, you want to talk to someone So you start calling on your cell phone or texting. And, but you know, this, when I heard this first, it was with calling and you don't get the person, you leave a voicemail and you go to the next one and you go to the next one until you find somebody, the lucky person, lucky who answers the phone and is ready to talk to you. And then while you're talking to that person, one after another, after another, other people you call before, are reaching back because they weren't available at the moment you called them, but you didn't wait. You just moved on. And so then here are all these invitations to connect. And you can't manage all the invitations to connect because you're engaged in one. And if you allow yourself to get distracted, oh, I just called that person, I should call them back. You're not fully focused on the one. You're distracted by the others who are, whose beeps are coming through on your phone or texts coming through, you see how that is exhausting? It's exhausting and difficult to manage. And when you do that, one of the great challenges is you've created expectations. You've reached out to people who are trying to honor you by reaching back. You don't have time to talk to them. Now you have more people you have to call back and suddenly it becomes overwhelming pace yourself part of good company and maintaining good company is trusting that there doesn't have to be a pile of people that you have to contact you can contact one you can wait you can occupy your time with something else and not feel the urgent need to connect, 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 connect. You can remember that you can be good company for yourself. The number one thing I want us to think about. And you can breathe. You can remember that there's no rush in this moment, that in this moment, you can engage your own peace of mind and peace of spirit and be still remembering you are good company first. Say say that to yourself, I am my own good company. Repeat it with me, I am my own good company. One more time, I am my own good company, yes. I would love for you to stand in front of a mirror and say that to yourself. I am my own good company. And then from there, thinking of yourself as good company, as precious good company, then think about who you're going to contact. It should not be everybody. It should be who is the right good company for you in this moment. Now, in this this time, because we are still living in the age of COVID when we are mostly quarantining, we certainly are not getting together with people in the way that we were. There's something that I recommended months ago when we started this engagement, which was to have your circles, those love circles of people that you contact on a regular basis to make sure they're okay especially elders and people who live on their own. Now part of good company, I believe, includes this responsibility of checking in on people. Have you done that lately? That that could be one of your good company circles. The people you love, who are elderly, who live alone, who you may know suffer from anxiety or depression, maybe tender, emotionally and mentally, people who have lost loved ones during this period, people who have lost their jobs during this period. So when you are in your uplifted, empowered state, when you are feeling good and strong and bright, I want to encourage you to use some of that energy to reach out to people who need their light a reignited or uh, boosted. Contact someone who, whom you love, whom you care for, to offer a bit of love. This does not have to be an hour-long conversation. This can be brief and powerful because it's meaningful because you call and say, I've been thinking about you. I want you to know I care about you. I want to know if you're Okay. Check, I'm checking in on you because I haven't heard from you in a while and I just want to make sure you're okay. And then listen, is the person okay? Does the person need something? Honestly, during this period, there have been folks who've placed those calls and the next call they made was to 911 because the person on the other end was in distress. There have been times when people have placed those calls and I, w- I was on this uh, WhatsApp group in Harlem, but it ended up uh, engaging people all over New York City. And there was someone, a mother and two young children who had COVID who needed groceries in Brooklyn. And our little group found somebody in Brooklyn to go take her groceries and put them outside her door. Keep good company includes taking care of each other. It's not just who do I call because I want you to make me feel good. No. Who do I call because there's an engagement that is important for that moment? And I like including on that list of engagements people who could need to talk, need some support, who need engagement. It may not even be you but it could be you placing a call that gets them the support that they need. So it always comes back to service. When I talk about Doris call, my mama, it always comes back to service. It is serving the goodness within the goodness that connects us to others. It is living that goodness. And when you do that, you get more energy because you could think, oh my gosh, how am I gonna do this? I don't have any energy. Well, take care of yourself first. Get the rest, drink the water, move your body, take care of yourself first. And remember that we live in a world where we live and thrive based upon connection with others. If we can remember to make those connections count in the best possible way, because we are choosing wisely with whom we connect, It's not just everybody. If we consider ourselves to be precious, then we're looking for precious engagements that can be uplifting in all of the ways that we deserve, you deserve, that we need, that you need. Keep good company. Start with yourself. Tend to yourself. Figure out the things that you wanna nurture within yourself. Write them down, you know I love lists. Write them down, what do you wanna nurture? What do you wanna let go of? Both are important. Don't hold on to everything. Let go of the things that don't serve you anymore. Who are the people who are deserving of being in your circle? Keep company with them. Who are the people who are not? The people who are negative, the people who are dismissive, the people who are nasty, the people who are clingy. You don't have to hold on to everybody. Let go of the ones that feel like leeches. Let go of the ones who feel like they have weapons that are stabbing you every turn. Why do I say that? I've had those people in my life. I don't want them in my life. I have... I have learned over time that you can say goodbye to folk. Not everybody deserves a seat at your table. i me say that again. Not everybody deserves a seat at your table. Be conscious about who you welcome to your table. It's really nice if you have the right people there. Then you have the right conversation. You have the right engagement the right tone. Don't forget how valuable you are. This is what we do, we we forget. In that moment of conscious awareness, remember, I'm valuable, I'm worthy of love, I'm worthy of attention, I'm worthy of consideration, I'm worthy of active listening, I'm worthy of forgiveness. I'm worthy of love. When you feel worthy, when you embrace that worthiness, you attract people who see that and who appreciate it. You may also attract others because goodness and light are attractive. Make sure that what you welcome in is what you want. What you don't want, you don't have to be mean. You just don't have to... Invite them to your table. You can be kind and keep it moving. You don't have to talk on the phone with people who drag you down. You can be unavailable and stay unavailable. Be available to your goodness. Be available to the people and experiences and moments that will make you a better person. You are worth it. Got it? I hope so. Keep good company, y'all. It is one of the best lessons I learned from my family. I continue to keep it at the top of the list, and I hope you keep it at the top of your list. Who's on your good company list? Write it down. Make sure it's true. Cultivate those relationships, starting with yourself. I hope you do it. Until next time, have a great day and make it count. Namaste.